your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. I'm not a huge golf guy in general, Alex, but as many people my age are, I'm a huge Tiger fan. And so when I saw late last week, early this week, that it looked like there was at least a a possibility that Tiger was going to be playing in the Masters this year, I was all in. I couldn't have been more excited. And so I knew when we had the opportunity to be able to reach out to Bob Herrig, who writes about golf for Sports Illustrated. He's the author of Tiger and Phil, Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry. I had to make sure that we got him on. He joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Bob, if I told you one year ago today, what are the odds of Tiger playing next year in the Masters? What do you think you could have given me at that point in time? <laughs> 10,000 to 1. <laughs> And and a, and a month ago, I might have given you a thousand to one. I mean, I just just uh, uh, it just didn't seem possible, you know. I mean, obviously, a year ago we knew how bad things were, and we we were let to, we were yet to find out how how he was going to emerge. I think at that point, the the thought was, could he get back to a quality of life? You know, golf was far far in the background, but as you know, we we saw him play. Uh, with his son in December. And so that offered like a ray of hope. But look, he played 36 holes in a, in, in a cart in a scramble uh, on a flat golf course in December, four months away from trying to walk one of the most strenuous courses there was. And his own comments along the way have downplayed it. So the idea that he would be back here is pretty, pretty amazing. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, he's put in a good amount of, of work too. It's not like he's just sat out and hit balls. He's, played nine holes of practice three different days uh, he was up here last week uh to, to play the whole course and they also played the par three i think those are all good signs i already saw the picture from earlier today i guess when he when he teed off to start off his practice round bob and i saw the amount of people that were around <laughs> tiger woods how impactful is his return for the other golfers yeah, I mean, in a way, I think, well, first of all, I think most of them, you know, they, they, they welcome it. Um, it's, it's, uh, they, they respect what he's meant and admire him, and I think they're happy that he's, that he's here. And, and the other side of it is, for, especially the guys who you might consider the contenders, it's a, it, uh, it, it takes some of, the, some of the glare off of them. You know, I mean, let's be honest, this has become the Tiger Masters. Now there's not been a whole lot of chatter about the other guys going in. It's been so much focus on him, and that's the way it always used to be. 
And and I don't think any of us really expected it right now, but that's what we're dealing with. MGM just uh, tweeted something out kind of to this point. Tiger Woods currently leads the bet count in terms of the number of tickets that have been placed, also the money count, and is oh the God. largest liability right now to win the Masters. He's listed at 50-1. to 1. Bob, what do you think are realistic expectations here, though, for Tiger? Like, I, I just, as, as a fan of him, I just want him to try to make the cut. That's really all I'm hoping for at this point in time. But do you think he can actually compete this weekend? Yeah, look, you know, there's a reason why the bookies drive the nice cars. I mean, <laughs> I, I just don't think that that it's realistic that we're going to see him winning. Um, you know, I think making the cut is a great step. Uh, would be a huge accomplishment in itself. Um, you know, if he were to be on the fringe of con- contention, if he were within six shots or so going into Sunday, that would be remarkable. But, I mean, to 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 win, you know, I just you're going up against guys who have been doing this, you know, that are that are that are seasoned, you know, and Tiger's not. There's a lot of competitive rust he's got to chip away. And typically you might want to try to do that at another tournament, um, you know, just to get a feel for it. You know, like Rory McIlroy played last weekend in Texas. He not bothered a bit by the fact that he missed the cut. You know, he just he want, but he wanted a tournament the week before the Masters to get in a competitive mindset. You know, Tiger didn't even do anything like that. Hasn't played since the 2020 Masters in November. It's just a long time, and there's just no way to simulate it. You can play at home with your buddies. You can play for money. Let's be honest. Is any of that going to bother Tiger? You know, it's like it's just there's no way that it can feel the same until you tee off. And and these guys are more used to it than he is, which is why I think that's such a tough ask. Um, but I wouldn't discount it just because because it's him. You know, I mean, you just you're, you're foolish if you completely rule it out. Uh, but, you know, common sense suggests this is going to be difficult. Bob, you've been watching a lot more of Tiger than I have over the years. Is there something about his style that when he hits a driver or an iron that you know he's on his game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, that's a great, a great point, great question, because, um, you know, Tiger has always been a, a world-class ball striker, especially with his irons. And they, it makes a certain sound, and it, it sounds different than other players, and it's it's kind of a neat sound. It, you know, he, you can tell he hits it flush, and that's what he was doing on the range yesterday, and, and on and on uh, on Sunday when he warmed up uh, Monday before you know he went out for the nine hole practice round. And you could just tell he was clipping it perfectly, and um, now that doesn't mean he's going to do it during the tournament. But he, what he didn't want is to come here searching for his swing. You know, he didn't want to come here and not have, not have it. Um, I, I think that part of it's in decent shape, and that was a big factor in all this. I don't think you, you wanted to be concerned about your ability to walk and, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm not hitting it on the club face. I don't know where it's going. That would have been, that would have been tough, too. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I think from that standpoint, you just kind of know, you have this sense, yeah, he looks pretty good when he's hitting it. Sometimes these guys, you know, they're hitting it all over the place on the range, and you can tell that they're struggling. The difference between him and me is he can make that sound with his club. I just carry a sound effect on my phone that when I hit and it goes into the woods, Bob, I play that sound effect to make me sound better. 
<laughs> yeah, don't we all, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Bob Herrig is our guest. He writes about golf for Sports Illustrated. You can check out his work. He's on Twitter at Bob Herrig, H-A-R-I-G. Also, his book, Tiger and Phil, Golf's Most Fascinating Rivalry, available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Bob, I did want to ask you about that rivalry because it, it's it's wild to me that we're going to watch Tiger this week and we are not going to see Phil at the Masters. What is that going to be like to not have Phil there this time around? Yeah, it's kind of strange. I mean, first time since 1994 uh, that he hasn't played in the Masters, and he missed it that year because he had a skiing accident uh, that spring. Uh, you know, in other words, you know, he's, he's just really – he's not missed the, the tournament due to any kind of injury like Tiger has. That was an injury that was not a golf injury. It was a fluke, you know. And um, so – uh, and, and, you know, to your question earlier about the odds, I mean, what would have been the odds of Tiger being here and Phil not, say, at the beginning of the year? You know, it's completely flipped. Uh, and, and it's unfortunate what's going on with Phil and the reasons he's not here, the controversy surrounding the rival leagues and um, his comments, and then he decided to take some time away. And now, you know, Phil's the reigning PGA champion. Now, he should have been reveling in that win, uh, in fact, you know, had he had he had the same type of game that he had there, he uh, he maybe could have won here. You know, I mean, this is a place where Phil can be competitive still, and uh, so from that standpoint, it's really a shame that he's not that he's not playing. Bob, I we've got one more question for you. What's your maybe it's not your favorite, but what one of your favorite anecdotes from your reporting on this book, the the rivalry between Tiger and Phil? What is one of your favorite anecdotes that you learned that people in our audience might not know about that rivalry? Yeah, actually, I learned something in the reporting of the book that I had never heard before. You know, I had heard a lot of the stories. I tried to get some things confirmed or, you know, found out and find out more about them. But one of them was the, the um, 2002 PGA Championship where, where Tiger finished a shot behind Rich Beam. And Rich Beam, that was his last win. He only won three times on tour. He had a very hot summer. And Beam had a – he's a great guy, by the way. He does Sky TV. He's, he's still out. He plays a little on the Champions Tour. But he had a six-shot lead with nine holes to go, and Tiger birdied the last four holes to make it interesting. And Beam sort of needed, needed to shake in a, a bogey on the last to win by one. He had a two-footer, two-three-footer on the last hole for a bogey. Uh, and, and he made it, and he had, did this little jig on the green. Well, Tiger was in scoring with Fred Funk uh, because he was playing in the group in front of him. And when, um, when, when Bean made the putt to win, Tiger st- stood up and like kind of gave a yell and did a fist pump. And Funk was like, what's going on? You know, Tiger, he just made the putt. You know, it's, he, it's over. He, he, he won. And all that Tiger said was, hey, that's – that's Rich Beam one and Phil Mickelson zero. And he just walked out. And like Tiger was just relishing the fact that a guy like Rich Beam, you know, who was not a heralded player, had a major and Phil didn't. And the fact that he kind of let that out was interesting. I mean, there was, there was tension between those guys back in those days. And, you know, at that point, Tiger had eight majors. Phil didn't have any, you know, and, and, I, I think he just sort of relished the idea of keeping a, a potential, uh, you know, well, a rival, a guy who could, could upset him uh, at bay. 
you know, and, and, and obviously it changed, you know, Phil, Phil started to win and Phil started to make it um, uh, a little bit more interesting there throughout the early 2000s and, and, and actually took some wins from the Tiger might have thought he'd get. So uh, I kind of tried to take you through all that over the years. I mean, they've been, they've been the top guys in the game for 25 years and, and still to this day remain relevant. What an incredible story. You can find more like that over in the book. Tiger and Phil, golf's most fascinating rivalry. Uh, it is written by Bob Herrig. You can find his work as well over at Sports Illustrated. He'll be covering uh, the Masters this week down in Augusta, which is sure to be one hell of a scene. Bob, thank you so much for the time today. We sincerely appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to reading your work and your coverage of this year's Master, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it.